Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, March 22nd, and this is your FT News Briefing. Investors are pouring money into global stocks, Broadway theater workers are still waiting for curtains to lift again, and one state in India is hoping to create more jobs for its residents by forcing companies to hire locally. So there's a lot of frustration among Indian youth looking for jobs and opportunity that they haven't been able to find it. And politicians are starting to pander to that frustration by pushing through these kinds of local hiring rules. I'm Lila Raptopoulos, in for Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Investors have poured almost $170 billion into global equity funds over the past four weeks. Funds that buy shares recorded more than $68 billion in net inflows in the week up to last Wednesday. That's the largest amount on record, according to data compiled by the research group EPFR. The surge was most pronounced in U.S. stocks, and it came as the U.S. government began distributing stimulus payments that were part of Joe Biden's relief package. It also came after the Federal Reserve lifted its outlook for the U.S. Meanwhile, economists are cutting growth forecasts for the eurozone. There's now a third wave of COVID-19 infections there, and countries like France, Italy, and Germany are tightening restrictions again. Also, vaccination delays are fueling concerns of another disappointing season for summer tourism. India has a big problem. Its economy is not creating enough jobs for all the young people who enter the workforce every year. So the northern state of Haryana has come up with new rules that make companies hire a proportion of their workers from inside the state. Companies are not happy with this. To talk more about it, I'm joined by the FT South Asia Bureau Chief, Amy Kasman. Hi there, Amy. Hi. So tell me if I have this right. The new rules say that for lower-level jobs, so jobs that pay less than 50,000 rupees a month, three-quarters of all the new hires have to go to Haryana state residents. Is that right? That is exactly right. And by the way, 50,000 rupees a month is actually not that low of a salary for India. So that would include a lot of entry-level jobs in the busy business process outsourcing industry. That would include a lot of factory jobs in the automotive industry where companies are producing car parts and cars and motorbikes for Honda and Suzuki, um, Indian motor companies. So it actually includes a good proportion of the jobs. Right. And Amy, what was the thinking behind this? these new rules? Jobs are a major issue in India. And of course, in this last pandemic year, I mean, India has actually lost jobs and not yet recovered back to the pre-pandemic levels. Pressure on governments has been mounting. In fact, several years ago, Haryana saw violent protests by youth and farming backgrounds who were struggling to make the transition from agriculture to other kinds of employment. And they were demanding actually reservations in government jobs and in higher education. So there's a lot of frustration among Indian youth looking for jobs and opportunity that they haven't been able to find it. And politicians are starting to pander to that frustration by pushing through these kinds of local hiring rules. So tackling youth unemployment seems like a really good thing, but I imagine that businesses are worried that this might make them less competitive. Is that right? Absolutely. Businesses are up in arms with these rules. I mean, these are businesses that are serving a national market in India and competing 
in global markets, and they say they absolutely must have the flexibility to hire the people that they want to hire. Haryana, for example, is a huge hub of the back office process outsourcing industry, and it has drawn talent from India's national pool of English-speaking tech-savvy youth. And the local government to suddenly say, now you can only pick people from Haryana would be a massive blow to this industry. Amy, do you think that the new rules will work? Look, many people suggest that these new rules are actually unconstitutional. Mm. India's constitution prohibits discrimination against people based on their place of birth. It also guarantees the right to free movement of citizens of India. And several business organizations have already gone to court to try to challenge them. Even if the rules somehow stay in play for a while while this legal battle is brewing, it's very likely that, as an economics professor told me, what will emerge is a underground industry in generating fake documentation to show that somebody has lived in Haryana for the last five years. And businesses will look for something so that they can check the box and say, I saw paperwork that said this worker had been here for five years. So I think either the rules will be thrown out and never really enforced, or even if they are enforced, people will find ways around them. There's also talk that the government may come up with a complex web of exemptions after industry complains and lobbies about it. The problem is what it does do is it opens the door for a lot of government inspection of the workforce and another point of pressure for authorities to kind of scrutinize companies and their conduct. So generally, I think the industry is really unhappy about it, and they have been making a lot of noise. Amy Kasman is the FT South Asia Bureau Chief. Amy, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. In New York City, Broadway's curtains are still closed. When the pandemic hit last year, theaters shut down. They were not able to adapt to lockdown the way restaurants or other cultural institutions could. You know, there's no takeout for musicals. Today, thousands of Broadway workers are still stuck in limbo. Our New York correspondent, Josh Chaffin, told me that the pandemic has highlighted how Broadway is much more than just actors on a stage. It's a huge economic engine for the city. Broadway, according to the Broadway League Theater Trade Group, is responsible for about 97,000 jobs in the city. And that is everything from stagehands, the actors, the performers, the union members who work directly on a production. But also there's the whole network of restaurants, hotels right. uh, that are sustained by Broadway. And a lot of Broadway is often the thing that brings international tourists to New York City. You know, I keep thinking about these empty theaters and all those people you were saying that they employ and how stuck those people must be now. I'm wondering what's happened to the actors and dancers and stagehands and musicians and those people you've talked to. I think uh, some of the more established uh, and more fortunate ones have been able to find work in Hollywood. But this is a really precarious, difficult career in the best of times. And Younger performers in particular would often wait tables or tend bars on jobs like that to make ends meet. Those have not been available because of the pandemic either. Yeah. So the fallback is gone as well. There are people with the help of the Actors Fund, which is a charity that supports Broadway, 
they've actually helped people get work as uh, census workers and poll workers in the recent elections. But frankly, there are people who've been forced to move back home with their parents uh, and leave Broadway. And I guess the question is, will those people come back or how many of them will come back when the theater resumes? Without international tourists, how does that affect the thinking or the ways it might Broadway might reopen? Well, international tourists accounted for just about 20% of the audience in the year prior to the pandemic. So without them, shows are going to have to make do with, frankly, a much smaller audience. International tourists, especially for some of the well-known, long, long-running shows, those are the people who kind of come in and they replenish the audience every week. And they allow those shows to go on and be as successful as they are. So to take them out of the equation is quite significant. And I think producers will have to uh, take account of that. Yeah. I know the timeline is uncertain, but how long could it be? Are there any firm commitments from theaters yet for future productions? There has been a commitment for a new production, uh, Thoughts of a Colored Man, and there aren't any, haven't been any dates yet released as to when that show will actually begin, when rehearsals will start casting. But in terms of other activities that tell us that Broadway is returning, it's still more talk, I think, than actions that we can hang our hats on. Josh Chaffin is our New York correspondent. Thank you, Josh, for joining us. Thank you. Broadway may want to take a page from Berlin, where theaters are starting to reopen. The city's cultural elite teamed up with local officials, and they came up with a plan to test out some coronavirus-compliant performances. For 20 euro, you get a ticket and a COVID-19 test, which has to be carried out the day of the performance. Unsurprisingly, only people with negative results can attend, and masks are required. The first show was last Friday. It was an autobiographical play called, of all things, Panic Heart. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back in tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.